0: Bibs, put the game on, man. I'm trying to see what Luca and them boys gonna do tonight, man. Mavs outsiders podcast. Y'all know what time it is.
1: Welcome back, yet again, to another edition of the Mavs Outsiders podcast. I am your host, as always, Mike Bibbs on Twitter at Bibbs Corner. All things sports at Bibs Film. All things movies. Joined as always by my co-host. Did I just put the T on it? Uh, Reese Williams (laughs) (laughs) at Minder Reese on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, MySpace. No word. Uh And that's all I got.
0: Uh, Reese, how you feeling? I am. Feeling good actually Uh, It's been a bit of a long day But I'm feeling good Ended it with a Mavs W Uh, Game I didn't really get to watch all of Uh, I caught some bits and pieces here Yeah I I caught some bits and pieces here while at work Uh, The rest I really just listened to But uh, Beat the Grizzlies again handedly Might I add Uh, Convincing W So a nice way to Bookmark the uh, end and beginning of a week.
1: Yeah, um, the Grizzlies have some COVID issues currently, so they're missing some of their key guys.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, uh, I looked at that starting lineup. When I looked at the box score, I looked at that starting lineup. I said that's ugly.
1: Yeah, like before the game, like I was doing my my redacted picks, and um, I pretty much said it. And uh, I was checking the, the starting lineups for, for all the teams. And I looked at theirs and I was like, this shouldn't be a game. Uh, John ja did his best to make it one. But, uh, yeah, there was there was no fear, no doubt in my mind that we should be able to outclass this team just based on the sheer volume of people that can score the basketball that we had versus what they had available. So, Same.
0: Uh, I mean, come on. You're starting. And no offense to these guys. But... You're starting Zaire Smith, John Conchar. He's made up a whole person. I meant Zaire Williams. <laughs> <laughs> Zaire Williams. Uh John Conchar and Steven Adams. And no offense to those guys, they help their contributors to that team, but yeah. in a starting lineup, that's that's not what you look for, uh out of those guys. So uh, we kinda had an advantage going into it, but as we've seen in the NBA over this hardship era. Um, with a lot of guys out due to COVID And a lot of guys coming in and stepping up Especially what the Mavs have shown Can't take any team lightly just because they out of players So one thing the Mavs have done this season Is take advantage of teams they're supposed to win I mean teams they're supposed to beat They walk out with a W That's all I got. ask for
1: You almost lobbed me up with that uh, Can't sleep on teams, blah 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 Because our first game this week was the OKC Thunder And they kind of took us to the wire They um, did It was 104-102 victory. We went down to the wire. Josh Green got the foul, missed the free throws. Jason Kidd apparently did that on purpose. Uh, Gave the Thunder a chance to win the game. They did not. Uh, So we survived that game. Um, I said coming into this week that I wanted to see us in some late game situations to see if Jason Kidd does too much with his coaching. And And that first one, he did too much.
0: Yeah, this was a game that we were winning very convincingly and a game that shouldn't have been as close as it ended up being. Uh, We should have never been in a position to lose that game at all. Uh, They beat us in the third and fourth quarter. Uh, I'm not sure how valid that J-Kid did it on purpose thing
1: was. But um... (laughs) you think he just made an excuse at the end? Yes. but... But hold up, hold up, hold up. I didn't catch the full quote and maybe correct me if I'm wrong. Did he say that he got Josh Green to the free throw line on purpose or that he just left him in in the fourth quarter? That's that's probably what he was saying is that he put him in in the fourth quarter on purpose to see how he would handle it. Or in down the stretch in the clutch time, I don't to think see he, how he would handle it. I don't, I don't think, think he intended for him to get to the free throw line.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think he meant that. Okay, uh, I, I highly doubt he meant that. But yeah, <laughs> um, yeah overdoing it a bit. But uh, for the most part, compared to the rest of the week, I would say as far as late game situations go, he he did a pretty decent job. Yeah. Uh, so
1: in that game. Uh, Luca had a big triple double 2011, 12, three steals, three blocks. Very active. KP had four blocks himself, uh, a little bit quiet offensively. Uh, Tim Hardaway Jr., four for 14. Jesus we don't, Christ. We're going to come back to that. Um, not a lot to say. Luca was 0 for 6 from three, by the way, uh, but 12 for 14 from the line, I guess. When you, you ask for things from the basketball guys, you got to sacrifice something else. Uh, Luca overall was four for 17. Stinky. I don't like it. Pee-wee. Ain't that what they used to say in elementary school? (laughs) So then we moved forward in the week. We played the Raptors, and that one also came down to the wire, and I was starting to question my request to the basketball gods for these closed games because I I don't enjoy closed games to that degree. But, again, it was another chance to see how – uh jc kid handled a late game situation i think he did okay in that game uh we we took care of business it felt like we were in control even though it was close at the end uh luca big game 41 points 14 boards uh 13 for 24 4 for 10 from three again that's a lot of threes but 4 for 10 that's 40 percent. so i can't complain too much So people were saying, you know, is this a sign that Lucas 3 is fixed or his shot is fixed? He he had the big game. I think it was his highest scoring game this season, if I'm not mistaken. Um, Tim Hardaway Jr. was 7 for 10. Everybody was feeling good, right? How did you feel after that game?
0: Uh, I feel like this was uh, obviously uh, another close game. Uh, This was clearly Lucas' best game of the season. The 41 was his season high uh I don't cons- I consider the Toronto Raptors not a team I just expect us to beat it's one of those teams who have been very sneaky this season they've got talent on the team if they would have beaten us I wouldn't have been surprised but I would have been disappointed because I expect us to beat them um one thing we have over them is the size advantage uh with a guy like KP uh KP took advantage I believe. Uh, 5 for 10 from the field, 18 points. We don't need a lot from him, especially when Luka is giving us 41. Uh, Jalen Brunson, I've noticed since they've been in the lineup together, the starting lineup. Brunson, KP, and Luka has taken on a bit of more of a playmaking role than just going out and scoring like he did when Luka wasn't there. I think he's adapted to that well. Uh, I think the scoring is distributed well between Jalen Brunson, KP, and Luka. I'm not sure what their averages are when, they, when they've when started together, but I would assume it would be somewhere around Luka, the mid-20s, KP between 16 and 18, and Brunson between like 16 and 18.
1: Uh, I will say it feels like Brunson has actually started to fall off on his scoring as of late. Yeah. And it feels like we're slowly regressing back to some old Luka stuff where he's not – where he still has the ball in his hands way too much. Um, And I don't know how I feel about that because I feel like Brunson's getting frozen out a lot of times.
0: I agree. Uh, There are times where I I can't remember exactly which game it was. Brunson brought the ball up court and Luka was standing And no, it was the Phoenix game because that's when Luka was holding his neck. And um, – And uh, he was just standing in the corner. Brunson was bringing the ball up. I assumed it was because of the injury. But then Luca came to get the ball and started initiating the offense. Yeah. So that didn't last long. But um, going into this uh, new era with them being in the starting lineup, my expectation wasn't that they would, like, split touches as mm-hmm. far as engage, um, initiating the offense. I just assumed it would be Jalen Brunson still playing off ball. For the most part, Luca still has the ball in his hands, more like a 70-30 type of thing. Uh, also, it gives Jalen Brunson time to start early and get into a rhythm instead of coming off the bench with the second unit. Now, when you decide to sit a Luca, you keep Jalen Brunson in the game. He's already in rhythm with the second unit coming off the bench. Um, I still expect the offense to run mostly through Luca, but now you have that option of Jalen Brunson that, hey, if we need someone else to go get a bucket or if we need someone else to initiate offense, this dude is already on the court. He already has this responsibility and we know Jason Kidd trusts trust him more than Rick Carlisle did.
1: I've personally want or hoped that we would see a little bit more of Brunson pretending he already got that 20 mil that he's about to get. Like not necessarily saying he's even with Luca, but being i feel like he slowly faded back to not being willing to to look Luca off (laughs) yeah Uh, sometimes like i want him to be more aggressive and i don't know if that's uh just the way that they interact or if that's a product of like the fact that he's being guarded by bigger guys a lot of the time And we know how that usually goes for him um now he picks his spots every now and then um to, to be aggressive, but I, I want him to be aggressive a little bit more aggressive because Lucas taking in a lot of bad shots still, and I feel like that shouldn't be necessary if we if we're making these changes we're making.
0: Yeah. I and that agree. could be
1: Luca too. It could be Luca. What you mean it could be Luca? <clears throat> we'll get into that later. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get into that later. Um you mentioned the Phoenix game already. Uh yeah. second night of a back-to-back. We lost 109-101. It was a pretty good game for most of the game. Uh, The Suns, we had the lead, actually, for a good bit of the game. But the Suns, we know they they have our number. We know CP3 always closes us out. Uh, And it went the same way again. Like, once they took over in the fourth quarter, that was pretty much it. Um, The late game decision-making, some people question a lot of the, the rotations and stuff. I kid is doing what kid does as far as his rotations. I can't be mad at him for not doing it exactly how I would do it. Uh As far as like the issue I had with his late game decision making was I felt like sometimes he was micromanaging um, as a former player like wanting to, to put his hands on it in a way that's not necessary as a coach. I didn't feel like he did that in this one personally. Uh So I don't hold that against him. I don't, I'm not mad at the team for losing that game. It's not a game I said that we should win it was a game i wanted to win very badly because i don't think we play the suns again uh so we went zero and three against the suns this year and that, that 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 gorilla is still on our back not the
0: only did we go zero and three all three of those games we could have and you can leads. argue should have won yeah that's what hurts the most if they were all blowouts i'd be like eh, oh well yeah but yeah these thing the most
1: Definitely, definitely. Was there any other takeaway you had from that game in particular? or? Uh,
0: I mean, I said it on the timeline. Once Phoenix went on that run in the fourth quarter, I think what disappointed me most is that they – I hate to say this about a team or athletes in general, but it seemed like they gave up. Yeah. Like,
1: their will was, was broken.
0: Yeah, their will was broken. There was no fight there. They was like, oh, man, they took the lead. We had the lead. What do we do now? Like you can see it in the body language on offense on defense – that's when the turnovers start happening because you start getting careless and the turnovers on offense helped contribute to the lead. I met the uh, run that Phoenix had and to continue to run. So, yeah, I just uh, eight turnovers
1: for Luca, six turnovers also, for Jalen.
0: It also seemed like Luca checked out with the whole neck thing. Like, I put it on the timeline. I said, Luca doing that thing with his neck that I do at work when I want to go home early. <laughs> like, <laughs> come on, man. It ain't that bad. Like, every time the camera's on him, he doing the neck thing, moving his neck, holding his neck. I'm like, bro, if you're out there like that, you're fine.
1: <laughs> I promise. Cut it out. Um, yeah, I actually made some notes of some things that happened in the last five minutes. I, I, I stopped doing it after I realized we weren't coming back because I was just annoyed. But I noticed, and and just from the last five minutes, KP was turning down shots. Um, there were a couple possessions where we just did not guard Biombo. Uh, I don't know. KP was just in the middle of the paint when Biombo was in the the, like on the block, and it was just an easy pass to Biombo and a dunk. Uh, I don't know K- who KP thought he was guarding in that scenario. Uh, THJ missed a couple wide open threes. People are going to look at the box score and say, oh, well he shot X Y Z. He missed two wide open threes in the clutch when we needed him most. What is he there for?
0: Yeah, I think I set this on a timeline and someone tried, called themselves checking me until I started ignoring him. I said, it was like late in the fourth and I was like, KP's just a body. Like, the dude, <laughs> the dude was in the post and shot out what was supposed to be a bank shot and like, it was one of the worst shots I've ever seen. Like
1: Russell Westbrook,
0: the uh, bank was closed. Like that was like an that. ATM <laughs> shot. That was not a bank shot. Like I don't, I, I don't know, I don't know what came over him. It, late in that fourth, maybe it had a lot to do with them going on that run. They're trying to rush offense. Their will is broken. They've given up. Like I said, but after a while, and he was having a really good game up until that point, which is why it was disappointing. He just. Checked out, and yeah. I and I've said this before, and I said this on uh when we recorded Nats podcast. That's I think will be out by the time this comes should out. Be,
1: yep, should be out. Um,
0: yeah, well. the the team feeds off of the best player's energy. When Luca checks out, the team checks out. When Luca's disinterested, so is the team. So I think that has a lot to do with it. But I mean, it was a loss. It's
1: nothing we could do about it. Now we can't go back. Uh, Just got to bounce back, move forward, and that's what they did. Yeah, so we came in. We already talked about the Grizzlies game. They were shorthanded. Ja went stupid. Um, But as far as Mavs Grizzlies, I think it's pretty clear, not from this game, but just in general, that we should be the better team. Uh, We should be the big brothers in that scenario. Uh, We'll see if we catch them in the standings. I don't think we necessarily need to. I, no, I'm not scared. To, I'm not scared of going into Memphis if that's what it comes down to.
0: Um, yeah, a, few, <clears throat> a, a while ago, I think I said it in a space. It might have been Hoop Spaces or it might have been somewhere else. I was like, you know, I'm not sure if we can beat Memphis in the playoffs. Now, I'm 100 percent positive we can beat Memphis in the playoffs. Yeah, I think we're clearly just we're a bad matchup for them. I feel like we're a bad matchup for them. We can exploit that. And Jaron Jackson Jr. turns into. I'm trying to think of a name. A, a name that would be Zingas. extremely disrespectful.
1: <laughs> Black Porzingis? like <laughs> A pretty accurate description, of my opinion.
0: Man turns into goddamn. Andrea Bargnani, Cle- like Cleveland Anton Jameson or some shit. I don't know that's that's too 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 deep that's too disrespectful (laughs) you said andrea barniani
1: you right (laughs) (laughs) um yeah i i just haven't seen an impact player from jaron jackson in any of our matchups i don't know why that is but i mean he had one little play uh he got blocked on the previous play he came back and, and did another post up on kp and got the score over him but that was the last thing i remember from him he just disappears
0: and it was some people in spaces trying to say, "What about Jaron Jackson for All Star?" <laughs> people just be
1: talking. Boy, I swear, people just be talking. I swear. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I we did what we were supposed to do. We came out of this week three and one. Uh, we got a big week ahead of us that we should clean up personally. But we'll we'll get into that later too. If you didn't have anything else you wanted to say, we can go ahead and close out this segment, and then then it's time to get on that soapbox. Yep, let's do it. We'll be back after these messages.
0: So, I know you you probably got used to hearing bibs for a while on this ad, but uh, I'm going to take over the reins again uh, to tell you a bit about our ad, our sponsor, Anchor. Uh, Back in 2020, during the pandemic, I finally took the opportunity to start my own podcast. The only issue was I had no idea where to start. Um, I didn't have any podcast equipment, uh, no camera, no microphone, you know, uh, any things that you see in a studio. But what I did have was my cell phone. And that's why I discovered the Anchor app. Anchor is the perfect app for new podcasters, for beginning podcasters, for people to start their very own podcast. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer, like I mentioned. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast through other platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and more. So it's doing most of the work for you. All you have to do is hit play, press record, and get your work out there to the world. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And the best thing of all, Anchor is totally free. And on top of it being free, you can acquire your own sponsors like the ad I'm doing right now through Anchor. So you have an app for free that you can possibly make money off of. Seems like a fantastic deal to me. If you're interested in starting your own podcast with the Anchor app, make sure you download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Tell them Reese sent you.
1: All right, folks, and we are back here on the Mavs Outsiders podcast. And, um, you know, I, I was struggling with topics to, to hit in the middle section where we try to dive deep into something or other. Uh, I put the call out for people. And one of the topics that I had started to try to move away from uh, was brought back up. And that is Luca's decision-making in the pick and roll. In particular, the pick and roll with KP. Uh, I personally feel like Luca is looking off KP in the pick and roll too much. Like disproportionately so. Lucas throwing up lobs for Dwight Powell with two people in front of him. But KP's not getting those lobs. He did it to Maxi a couple times, but KP's not getting those passes. I'm not I I, I wanted to, to stray away from this because I don't want people to think that I'm trying to say that there's some problems there or something that may or may not because I have said that in the past. But I'm questioning why it's happening. I'm confused about why it's happening. Um, I've seen Luca look off KP way too much in the pick and roll. Way too much. And even in the pick and pop, look, KP will be wide open and Luca will look at him and go somewhere else. It's not at Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert levels yet, but it's enough for me to have noticed it on a consistent basis, especially since Jalen Brunson has come to the starting lineup.
0: Um, it was, now that you're saying it, I literally have the picture in my head of the Phoenix game. I think it was in the fourth quarter. He did it
1: down the stretch.
0: He did it down the stretch. Luca was on the left wing. He drove, kicked the alley-oop to Dwight Powell in the paint. I believe it was a turnover. I believe it was a turnover. And KP was wide open at the top of the arc next to Luca. Now, sometimes I'm like, all right, maybe he didn't see him. But it's like, come on.
1: Luca didn't see him?
0: To be honest, (laughs) first of all, Luca saw him. And second of all, that's a guy you look for
1: on the court. And that's the thing. It's not just that he's looking him off. It's that he should be going out of his way to get KP looks. Involved. Right. Like, if it was Dwight Powell, I might not feel as bad about it. Right, but this is supposed to be your number two guy. You can't look him off like that, you have to feed
0: him. And then nights like tonight, where he's putting up five to six blocks, I think,
1: reward the big man. Let the big man eat. KP, and here's for KP's part of it, I will say he's been a good sport. I haven't seen him complain. If that was (laughs) Luka. Luca would be throwing, be looking off. He'd be like hanging back behind the play, shaking his head, running back with his head down. But KP keeps KP's pulling a go bear with it. He's not saying anything. For what and I can big tell, big credit
0: to KP. Like maybe this isn't bothering him at all. Maybe he's okay with the touches. You know, that would be a is. problem for me too. But if he isn't, credit to him because he doesn't show it on the court with his body language. He doesn't let it affect the chemistry. So kudos to him for that but uh yeah i agree uh that, lucas lucas it's not even that you're looking someone off it the problem is if you don't see him you need to be looking for this guy in your offense The off the defense is king in on you kp is there to take advantage of that if he does it if he misses cool but you're not even giving him the chance to do that exactly you know, we're trying to build this confidence with him you have to trust him more in these situations that's the only way this confidence will build stuff like that is important when rolling into the playoffs
1: and it's funny because the play that you mentioned in the phoenix game is not even the one that i was thinking about there was a play later in the fourth quarter in that last five minutes where kp set the pick he actually rolled to the rim he had a lob in my opinion Lucas should have thrown it up for the lob he looked at him but then threw it to tim hardaway jr who was in the corner who then proceeded to break the three i remember that one as well so and that's that's another thing and I don't know if it's the philosophy of the team, uh, you know, hunting threes versus taking the easy two, which I hate also. We're supposedly getting away from that with Jason Kidd, but, you know, old habits die hard. Oh, yep. But again, like, you, like we've said, KP is your number two. If there's a chance for you to get him a ball and scoring position, give him the ball. Give him the ball. 100%. I don't want to see you throwing lobs to Dwight Powell over two people. But when KP's a one-on-one, you can't give him the ball. That's that should not be happening as much as it is.
0: Now, granted, we know KP doesn't isn't really the best at taking advantage of mismatches. We get that. But still, you have to feed your guy.
1: Yeah. And that's and that's pretty much all I really wanted to hit on that particular topic is again, KP's there a lot, and we're not hitting him enough. Now, in tonight's game, there was a possession. <clears throat> Where Luca and KP had like a two man game type scenario, where Luca did hit KP, KP pump fake, drove, and then uh, Luca's man came off of him and KP got Luca the ball back and Luca scored. The next possession, now Luca looked for KP off the pick and roll and fed him. And it was almost like a hey, you gave me the ball, now let me give you the ball type of scenario. Shouldn't need to be like that. Though. And why is KP having to be the one to initiate that type of action?
0: Right. You're the point
1: to guard. Be like that. You're the 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 elite. He bent the ball in tonight's game.
0: Yes. Like the way they curved the bullet and won it, that's what he did.
1: So like you can't any I'm you're not gonna convince me that Luca's not seeing that KP's open. You're not gonna convince me he can't make that pass. So whatever is in his head that's keeping him from giving Luke KP the ball in those possession in those situations, I need that to be done. I don't know if KP needs to say, hey, give me the ball or not. I don't know if he's built like that. As I've said previously, but that needs to be happening more. KP should be getting 20 points a game at least.
0: I think it should come down to Coach Kidd to say it, but I'm not expecting him to say it. So,
1: okay, I, I know Carlisle wasn't saying it.
0: Yeah, well, <laughs> clearly that's obvious. He but I just KP don't in the corner.
1: I just don't want us to run into the same situations that we had last year in the playoffs, where KP hasn't been empowered enough, where he's not expecting the ball in those situations. And, and we're not able to capitalize. Like, we need to start working that stuff into our, make sure making sure that that's happening on a regular basis so that when we need it most, it's there.
0: Uh, as long as KP is still getting involved in a primary part of the offense and not camped in the corner like an extra from the wire, then we're fine.
1: <laughs> uh, I'm going to check something real quick if you don't mind on the box score.
0: Okay. While he's doing that, make sure y'all rate... Subscribe, leave a review for the podcast on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify. Yes, you can leave ratings now on Spotify, long overdue. Would be greatly appreciated. It helps the podcast out. Y'all supporting us by listening. Support us that way as well.
1: And I'm going to just say, I'm going to add on top of it. I, I'm not shame. I'm, I have no shame with it. The number of listeners we have versus the number of reviews we have is disrespectful.
0: Disrespectful.
1: Heard my feelings. Like, I Thanks. go to bed at night with tears in my eyes because y'all listening, but y'all don't like us enough to give us a review.
0: Y'all should have seen the nightmare I had last night. It was ridiculous. I watched someone take their phone out, open up the Mavs Outsiders podcast, leave a review, and delete it before they posted it.
1: Mm, 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 mm. It just takes 10 seconds of your time. I'm sorry. I'm try- I am said I wasn't going to get emotional. Now y'all got bibs crying. I said I wasn't going to get emotional.
0: Y'all got bibs crying. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry.
1: Like and subscribe. All right. (laughs) (laughs) And Um, scene. (laughs) uh, So KP did have the second most shots on the team tonight. I'm gonna say that he had 11. Luca had 25. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, that was funny. why is Luca taking twenty five shots to KP's eleven? <laughs> Jesus Christ! And he had twelve free throws, which means he probably took thirty one shots to KP's eleven. Oh, KP had what three free throws to KP's twelve or thirteen? He's taking almost two and a half times as many shots as KP. Hey
0: man, that's, at least Luca made his free throws in that.
1: That's where the problem is. I if Luca's taking twenty shots. K.P. should be taking 14-15. If Lucas taking 25, K.P. should be taking 17-18. Seven of K.P.'s shots came from three-pointers. Right, and a couple of those were forced keys. I think the first shot of the game was a forced three, and then he had another one a little bit later in the first quarter where that was contested with Steven Adams' hand in his face. Yeah, he tends to do that a lot. So that's not even quality looks that we're talking about here he been hanging around THJ too much. I need KP to get his 15 shots a night minimum. 15 minimum. That's, period. a 10 11 is not acceptable. And I, I don't, don't even, need 7 or 8 of them to be threes either. That too. And unless it's completely wide open, he does not need to be shooting these threes. I don't like the the early shot clock threes for anybody. That includes you, Lucas. Stop throwing up stupid threes. Lucas hunting threes, he's hunting points. He he does the showboating stuff from time to time where he's he's doing just too much run the offense i don't need to step back threes i'm not asking you to be steph curry or clay
0: and come off of ball screens and stuff at all but there's other ways to get threes other than just iso iso dribble dribble, dribble tween hezy step back clank
1: run the offense the Please. offense was purring while you were out pick your spots better i do not want you to turn into donovan mitchell you take what the defense gives you. That's the game of basketball, and you don't have to do everything anymore. We, we've we've seen that already, so please stop. Not necessary. Now, when it's there for you, take it. But sometimes you're forcing it. I want to see that so the shot selection get better. That's that's the difference between a loss and a win versus the Jazz It's Donovan Mitchell versus Luka Doncic decision making. In my opinion, and Rico Bell. What about Rudy Gobert? He's an X-factor, period. I mean, yeah. He, he's Considering the, he's the most important player on it team. He's the X. And depending on if Donovan Mitchell uses him, that could really be a problem. But Facts. If we face them, hopefully Donovan Mitchell is Donovan Mitchell's. So I, right I mean, I, I have faith if we face them.
0: I'm not afraid of Utah. I don't think anybody is.
1: My faith is bigger than it was previously because I know what the Jazz can be, right. but it's been long enough to realize that maybe that's not going to happen with Donovan Mitchell making decisions. Frauds, I say. It's disappointing because, like I said, that team is built very well. They just have a guy leading them who wants to be the guy more than he needs to be.
0: 100%.
1: And I don't want to be that team, too. So. That's all I got.
0: All right. I guess we move on to the... uh the next portion.
1: Do you want me to, actually know before we get into that, I have one more thing. What's up? Last week we did the, uh, the trade machine, had y'all send all your trades. Um, we gave you grades, we, we picked the best four, we put out a poll. Mavs Panama, congratulations, you had the best trade. Uh, do you by chance have that trade re- really accessible?
0: Uh, yes. Um, hold on. I remember most of it, but just in case, let me pull it up. I believe it was the Spurs trade. Right. The Spurs receive Tim Hardaway Jr., Trey Burke, and a second-round pick 2022. And we received Thaddeus Young and Doug McDermott.
1: And I thought that was interesting because I, I, I think I gave that trade a D. You did. <laughs> um, but the people loved it, so I, I thought that was interesting. Um, and then when we did our space... Uh, the trade that won, and this also surprised me, was the Montrezl Herald trade, where it was basically two second-round picks. For I actually changed it a little bit later, but Montrezl Herald, uh for two second-round picks, and we sent Moses Brown to Toronto for a second-round pick as well.
0: Yeah, I um, thought it was going to be your um,
1: Mo, Mo Bamba. Bamba. I did too. Yeah. Uh, but the Montrezl trade was the one that that people liked. So uh, we had fun with that exercise. We got a couple more weeks to the deadline. So also, uh, I would like to say, all of y'all in that
0: party—I mean, not not, not that party—it's not Xbox. All of y'all in that space talks mad shit. Talking about man, we we can't dump THJ's contract. We we can't do this. We we gotta get something. Look what he could do for us in the playoffs. He could give us twenty. What he do the next game? I rest my case.
1: Oh, Some way. <laughs> um. What was it? There was one other thing I was gonna say. Oh, speaking of the trade deadline, I'll be in a uh, space right after the trade deadline, three p.m. Eastern, two p.m. Central, uh, with a few other guys from across the the hoop spaces nation. Um. So that should be interesting. I'll definitely, if you see me in the space.
0: <laughs> I don't even want to know what you was about to say. i feel like it was about to be a ti line
1: no it was about to be uh the bing Bong people line Um, oh my god (laughs) if you see that purple around my name tap in with us we're gonna be talking whatever trades went down uh the whole league uh, it's gonna be a good conversation you don't have to listen to them trash people on espn so i'm definitely gonna tune in for that yeah should be some fun should be some fun uh and that's all i got in the middle section Let's, let's get to this other stuff you already have your uh Unsung Hero? It's uh, it's coming down to the wire. It's between two people. So. Alright, that's exciting. Well, let's take this last break and we'll come back with the Unsung Hero of the week. The weekly forecast. It's going to be a little different this week. Y'all can't see me, but I'm smiling, <laughs> I'm smiling like uh, the Think I'm Tom Cruise picture. Um, oh my god. <laughs> but uh, yeah, let's take this break. My, 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 the NFL playoffs are going crazy right now. We got overtime games, last minute field goals by Tom Brady. But that means there's only four teams left for you to bet on at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. With Super Bowl 56 around the corner, new customers can get 56 to 1 odds on any team. Bet just $5 and get 280 and free bets if your team wins. If you're not a new customer on DraftKings Sportsbook, that's okay. You can still get in on the action with same same game parlays. Combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit I just sound like a monster. You can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want.
0: Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN and get 56 to 1 odds on any NFL team. Bet just $5 and win 280 in free bets if your team wins. That's promo code TBPN. For 56 to 1 odds at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, and Pennsylvania only, new customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required, one per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. All
1: right, folks, and we're back. Yet again, I ain't even asked Reese if he was ready. I just came back in with it. I'm ready. Reece, I'm always ready. ready. <laughs> All right, Freddie, stay ready over there. All right, uh, Reese, hit us with that that player to, the that that unsung hero of the week. I'm not even. I have no idea who's gonna be this time.
0: Yeah, it was tough. It was
1: between two players
0: for me. Uh, it came down to the wire, but I felt uh, based on circumstances and uh, what was placed upon them. This player was more deserving, so the Mavs Outsiders Unsung Hero of the Week goes to Mr. Dorian Finney-Smith. I think the way he has transitioned from the time Luka and KP were out simultaneously stepping up and helping the team, giving the team more points when needed, rebounding more when needed, contributing on defense to easily transitioning into playing his role the way he's meant to with both Jalen Brunson, KP, and Luka on the court. He's not really getting offensive touches. He's not really getting all the shots that he was getting when these guys were out. He transitioned well back into the role that he had before, putting up stat lines like nine points, six rebounds, uh, I believe like four assists in some of these games. He's doing everything we need him to do and still being able to put the ball on the floor while doing it with confidence i feel proud and knowing i can give this award to mr dorian finney smith this week so shout out to you and now uh gonna be doing things a little different with the uh the weekly forecast this week at the request of one mr uh, bibbs so uh let me know when to queue it up bibbs and we're gonna kick it to you for the weekly forecast
1: Thank you, Reese. Uh, You know, back in my college days, I was a little bit of a freestyle rapper. So, you know, I want to do the weather report a little differently this week. Uh, So I asked Reese to cue up a beat. Uh, I have no idea if the music is going to (laughs) sync. See, I'm already doing it Uh, (laughs) with the the audio, but we're going to find out the hard way. Drop the beat, DJ. Turn it up a little. Oh, there we go. Turn my headphones up. Turn my headphones up. Yo, check it. It's man dibs on the mic. And when I do the weather, gotta do it right. We got the Warriors coming in on Tuesday. Huh. It's gonna be a few days. Seth Curry. Huh. Don't hurry. You're gonna get buried if you come messing with that. Oh my, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me, let me, let me go back in. Uh. Check it. Steph Curry, you better not hurry. We're coming with the Luka Doncic white snow flurries. That's Luka, KP, and Maxi, too. Uh, these dangerous white men are coming for you. Because uh, we got to put you down on the bench. We got to put your boys in the trench. Clay Thompson came back from an injury. But he's not making history. It's a mystery. Why he came back in the first place. Because we're coming for that first place. Moving on. we got the Blazers on the next game. Anferty Simons. <laughs> <coughs> Anferty Simons, either McCollum, no game. You got no game. KP's bringing Lurk out the paint. Can you win? You can't. I'm telling you. Moving on. We're going to the Pacers. Rick Carlisle, you are a hater. Eat your taters. We should have kept your papers. We should have got you traded for a pick. Matter of fact, I don't even care about the beat anymore. I'm just going in right now. Rick Carlisle, you the son of a bitch. I hate you. I want me to bury you in the ground. I hope, <laughs> I, hope I hope, I hope. You know what? I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I got off, tra- I got off track. I got off track. <clears throat> We're gonna beat the Pacers in a, a heavily contested game. Anyway, moving forward. We got the magic. Isn't that ironic? Because Rick tried to block Jamal Mosley from getting the job. He did him like Black Rob, like, whoa, kill feel me? While I'm trying to keep the flow. We're gonna bury the magic too. That's neither here nor there. Hopefully we get Mobamba we and, and take him back with us. I'm sorry that I cussed. Reese, back to you.
0: <clears throat> that was chaotic as fuck. That that was chaotic. <laughs> I probably should have chose like something more smoother. <laughs> I, I didn't. I should have chose something more smoother. That got out of hand. You started going in on Rick Carlisle. I thought you wanted to throw hands. Oh man. That was um, that was bad. I'm sorry. That was a hundred percent worth it. <laughs> I hope, I pray that the music and your voice are syncing up on the audio. Oh man, that was rough. Ooh. That that was wild. I think I think the <laughs> listeners are gonna enjoy that. We're gonna <laughs> we're gonna be hearing a lot about that. We're gonna gonna be a lot of tweets about this. <laughs> it had
1: the sync. Did it sound sync sing- when on your end?
0: I mean, on my end, all I'm hearing is I hear you through my headphones. And my music is playing. My music was playing through my phone, not the oh, laptop. Oh, okay, okay. So,
1: so you didn't necessarily hear the music? Okay. Yeah. That was rough. Uh, it's been a while. <coughs> a I can rusty. tell. A little rusty. Hey,
0: you did uh, better than I would, brother. I'm just. Saying. Can
1: you tell what I was saying was going to happen? I, I I don't know. I didn't really pick a winner for that Warriors game.
0: You didn't. It, it, it.
1: But I was talking a lot of trash.
0: You was talking a lot of shit. So I'm gonna just go with One, this two, and pick the match.
1: Week we, four, oh. four. four, four <laughs>
0: Hey, oh, you on oh, the same page oh, I'm oh. on, cause I'm going faux, faux, faux like Wendy's. <laughs> four and o this week.
1: I I I don't see any reason
0: why we shouldn't go four and no. Feeling real I feeling real feeling um <laughs> feeling I'm feeling real good about the week. Hey Reese. Yo, come on dog with this shit. I I'm not <laughs>
1: That wasn't even a good optimist bivs Depression. Um, he's actually in bed already. Uh it's way past his bedtime, so no optimus bivs. Good. Yeah, four. 0 I don't have much else to say.
0: I don't have much, much else to say either. Four oh, baby.
1: Next week might get interesting, folks. Uh we either are gonna record Monday. I'm assuming you did not want me to get a guest, right? To replace you. Uh, I don't know how, how crazy you expect to feel when you get back.
0: Yeah, that's true. I mean, put I'll put it like this. If there's a guest, bring a guest on in general. <clears throat> if there's a guest and I'm able to make it, then it's just the three of us. Okay. If I'm not able to make it, then you already have someone else
1: on and you're not alone. If that's the case, should I not do should I do a podcaster? Yes. Or should we do a podcaster? Do a podcaster. All right. Uh if you're listening to this and you're interested, send your application to Mavs Outside I Get it. <laughs> no, we'll reach reach out to hit us, hit me in the DM, hit Reese in the DM, whatever. Um I personally don't have anybody that I expect to be available off the dome. Uh what time is that magic game?
0: Is that a seven thirty game? Are yep, we gonna play in it?
1: Are we going to plan to record on Monday, and if you can't make it, get somebody else? Or should I plan to do it on Sunday, and if you can't make it, get somebody else?
0: Um, I guess it would depend on what time I work Monday. Well, actually, you work in the morning, so it would be...
1: Yeah, it would have to be afternoon anyway, or evening.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah I wouldn't mind recording. Actually, I'm going to be off Monday, because I um I made sure I took
1: off But you the might day after I got back.
0: Nah, even still, like... You'll show up
1: regardless. Yeah. Alright. Well, either way, we're still looking for a guest. <laughs> so,
0: <laughs> so, uh... If yeah, y'all we... wondering, I'm gonna be in ATL this weekend, Shouty. So, you know.
1: Alright, I'm gonna let that slide. Oh. <laughs> uh, what the hell is this game? Uh, we, the don't game is Sunday at yeah, we don't 7. play on Monday. The game is Sunday at 7. Yeah, we don't play right, on Monday. So we can record whatever after, on Monday. Whatever you, whatever I get off. Yeah. Yeah, I'll let you know. All right. Um, sounds good. If we don't have anything else to hit, again, you listen to this whole podcast, the whole thing. Like this is a, about an hour almost of content. And this might have been one of our short episodes. Right, you gonna get some goat series episodes later this week. One of them's already recorded. I promise. Y'all been listening to all this stuff. It takes you ten seconds to go hit that little five star button. If you don't want to write a, a a nice review, you don't have to write out. I said nothing. It will be nice. It helps. You could just say this is great. I love these guys. That that weatherman Bibbs is hilarious. Y'all heard did y'all
0: hear the freestyle that Bibbs just gave y'all off the dome and y'all don't want to rate the podcast? Come on, man. He ain't had to enough. do that.
1: That's embarrassing. It's hard work.
0: He ain't had to do that. He embarrassed himself in front of two hundred listeners that he know is gonna play this. Minimum. He ain't had to do this. He ain't had to do that. Two hundred of y'all listen, man. We just two hundred people need to leave uh, a rate or a review. That's all we ask for. It helps the podcast, and as we grow, I was gonna say y'all could grow too. I don't know how that works, but (laughs) it, it sounded right at the time.
1: If we grow, we have more budget. Maybe we start
0: doing giveaways or something. Who knows? If I, then if we grow. I have a giveaway I want to do you, already.
1: Just keep that on in mind.
0: If we grow, our voices grow. We're the voices of the voiceless. Our voices are your voices. The bigger we grow, the bigger your voices get out there. Remember, we're the Mavs Outsiders. Outsiders Assembled.